Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Rocks on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was 727 by Natalie Claro, who is a 19-year-old alternative rock singer-songwriter and producer, and we have her in the studio right now. Hey, hey. what's up? Hey. Thanks. I'm 20 on Friday. I know. Or Saturday, sorry. Uh, happy early birthday. I just <laughs> saw on your Instagram. Uh, happy, you're not going to be a teenager anymore. I know. It's awful. <laughs> Where did welcome. it go? <laughs> welcome to the 20s. I'm yeah. not even there anymore. I just left it. I'm 30 now, so I'm like 10 years older than you. Yeah, oh my God, right on the right on the mark. Right on the mark. That's crazy. But hey, the 20s aren't so bad. That's true. No, this is like the, I mean, 20 is a cool age. It's just terrifying that it's like, oh my God, life's just happening. Yeah, life is just <laughs> it's happening. here. <laughs> and life is here for you with your brand new album. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Selfish Topics. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you feel about the album being out? I feel relieved because making the album was just three or four months of stress because I hadn't released music in over, I think it was over two years that had been that I had released like a set of songs. Mm-hmm. It, it was just um, one single that was a cover of Somebody to Love by Queen. And then one was like an acoustic song. So it, it wasn't like, you know, enough. So while I was making those songs, I decided I wasn't going to do shows. I wasn't going to do concerts or anything like that because I just really wanted to invest all my energy into the songs. But then that kind of backfired in a sense of like feeling like I was not doing enough, even though I was doing a lot. Yeah. It's just that, you know, it was a lot of work without instant gratification. Like I was putting so much effort into these songs and then I wasn't waking up with, you know, like more followers. I wasn't waking up with, you know, something interesting booked coming up. Like it was just so stressful. So I would be like sitting on my bed working on my laptop trying to get everything perfect and at one point i just exploded in tears like what am i doing (laughs) but it all worked it all worked like people like them so that's that's good exactly and and i think that's probably you know relatable to most musicians i'm sure they feel a very similar way (laughs) i'm glad that it's a thing that if you want to talk to another musician about it you can like bond over the chaos crying in bed (laughs) recording songs (laughs) yeah (laughs) um uh, i want to ask kind of just like bringing it back when you started playing music so i've always done like i've always been involved with music my whole life like i got my first instrument which was a piano when i was five um somebody was actually getting rid of theirs and like selling it for really cheap and my grandpa was like here like i'm gonna get it for you so then i had a piano i'd always sang since i was little i just loved to sing and things like that and like theater and things like that i got a guitar when i was nine and then from that point on i was just always writing songs and doing youtube videos of me singing and it took until i was about 14 or 15 where my mom came to me and she was like you love music too much and we just per- like unbiased opinion think you're really good so you should do it <laughs> like you should make this like a lifestyle you know and i was just kind of like shut up like no no, i can't and so i didn't listen to her and just like you know always listen to your mom um because you know it was obviously the best decision ever made to make this my whole world because it's stressful like i said but it's like a good exhilarating stress and um yeah i just started doing coffee shop shows where i was doing open mics just standing with my guitar singing my songs doing covers and then i started submitting for bigger shows and i started you know having backing tracks and I have backing musicians and then just building on it, building an audience. So you said you played guitar, piano, and you played drums as well, right? I do. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> when did you start writing your own music? Um, since I could speak because I was my first song, which is not technically a song. It was just like a f- phrase I would sing when I was like 
five or six, I would always go, everybody knows I'm a rockin' <laughs> And then the next line's, everybody knows I like chicken and lettuce, because that's what I thought rhymed. <laughs> and I really don't know what I thought that was supposed to be, but that, I would always sing that, and like, that's my song. And I even recorded it on a little thing for a school project no in way. kindergarten. I don't know, I shouldn't have done that. But that was like my first song. And then my song started getting like more understandable but also more cringy because then I was going into like middle school years. So uh, then I yeah. started saying like, I'm a California girl. I'm rocking it with my converse. Like they were always like that because <laughs> I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. And then my first song that I ever wrote that was like good enough to like be released was when I was 13 and that's Shower of Roses on Spotify right now. So that's my, I don't know. I went way too deep into that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're, we're delving way back in. Yeah, that's and true. we were chatting before about Haley Williams and yeah. how amazing she is. Queen. Um, can you tell me again about how kind of she inspired you to, to do this as your career? So Paramore was on tour with Fall Out Boy at the time. And I went to go see the concert. This was in Tampa, Florida at the Tampa's uh, amphitheater that's there. And Haley Williams was running up and down these ramps on the sides of the stage. And I just remember being like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. What is going on? And so I texted my mom from the show going, okay, you're right. Like I want to do this. And, you know, I'm hopeful that if I repeat that story enough that like somehow she'll hear it somewhere <laughs> and then contact me and then say, I'm aware of the fact that you love me and would do anything for me. So now go get me cupcakes or something. Yeah. And then and she like, can okay. like boss me around and I'll yep. just like work for her for free. And so that I can have an excuse to just adore her more. Totally. I sound like a freak. I, I sound mean, like a stalker right listen, now. I'm not a stalker. I've done, I've done an entire episode <laughs> on, on just Paramore's That's after laughter. So I'm a huge fan also. So I get it. I've Haley, seen them live. If you, and if you've never seen Paramore live before, anyone out there, you have to. You have because to. Because the energy is, is so different. You can't even compare it to anything else. Really. Find a way. Sneak in. Yeah. Make Get get a trench coat and be in somebody's <laughs> like do whatever you got to do yep go to a paramore show yep yeah maybe you should start doing like good die young her like hair company i can't and then, these blonde is like the most i can do well, i guess i could dye the blonde like, yeah cool colors i mean the blonde looks good though you don't have to change that's it that's true no but, but that's like, one way to get her attention <laughs> oh so thank you oh thank you <laughs> i, got but I know back. right i could tag her in it yeah Hmm, Haley, yeah, there you coming go. for you. I got your back. <laughs> you can even do like this. She has like the fake hair color that you can put in and then <laughs> oh, it washes, it washes out. out. Oh my God, wait. Okay, I got to do that. Yeah. All right. That's smart. Okay. <laughs> I got your back. Cool. You know, I, I want her to notice <laughs> Be you Be my too. stylist. Exactly. Just, like, decide I got your me. back. We'll choose different colors. It's fine. <laughs> um, besides Haley Williams, who are some of your other musical influences? I know you have a lot because I read some of your interviews and even today on Instagram, someone asked you something similar. I've so many. And I love it though. Thanks. It's good. I think it's strange when someone has like only one. It, I think it would be kind of like closed minded to not have like a lot of influences. Like I can't even necessarily pick a favorite just because artists influence me in different ways. Like, for example, like Steven Tyler, just energy wise, like the way he dresses, his confidence, his coolness. I want to be 71 yeah. and that cool. Yeah. You know, Seriously. he's like the hottest 71 year old I've ever yep. seen in my life. So <laughs> like that that's so inspirational to me and then you know vocals from amy winehouse or you know performance and dedication and diversity from lady gaga like that woman can just do anything like Never. any genre yep. any field she has it perfect and she's just like i still feel at this position she's in in her career she's still underrated like oh, yeah. she could be even more hyped up yep. there's no limit to her bv wonder's songwriting 
Freddie Mercury songwriting. I mean, he's like doesn't even repeat chords in his song. It's actually so <laughs> impossible to cover his music. It's irritating. <laughs> yeah, just, I could just go on. I actually will take up the whole interview if I keep talking. I mean, I love it. And I think what's really cool about you and your influences and how like they're all kind of different is that is your music in general. I think your music is kind of like a mesh of totally different vibes. And Thanks. you can hear a lot of that. You can hear the Freddie Mercury. Really? You, oh, yeah. That's totally. the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can totally hear the Freddie Mercury the same way that you could hear their influence on like Panic at the Disco, that type like, of... <laughs> have an aneurysm right here. You just told me like you can hear Freddie Mercury in my song. Yeah, I, especially it. the way that like uh, your music gets has like the orchestral build in it. Yeah, yeah you thank you. That's that. a bold compliment too. Yeah. Like I, I have to like live up to that now. Now oh, I'm going to yeah. constantly be like... Your next album, I'm going to be yeah, listening to the Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I'm going to hear the influence there. <laughs> um, do you think about that while you're writing music? Like, do you think about the different genres that uh, you want to mesh together? No. Or does it just kind of come naturally? It just comes. Like, whatever. That's why I, I mean, thankfully now with like the new age of music with the internet and streaming and things like that, genres have become less whatever just because people can find their own music and that's how things can become popular. It's just like there's everybody's becoming very unique. But still, you still hear from people who are stuck in the old mold. <laughs> you have to like pick a specific sound and go with that. And I really like I feel like maybe if I tried, I could. But at the same time, like, I guess maybe I when I'm writing a song, whatever that song's purpose is, I feel like a, the genre has to fit it. So like if a song is going to be more rock because that's suitable for it or more pop or more R&B or more blues, depending on, you know, like yeah. it, the genre has to match what I'm trying to convey with the the message. And it's probably a little bit easier for you because you're right. I think there is kind of that old school mentality of like there has to be a genre. Mm -hmm. That's why like your age of you becoming a musician and people your age uh, who are kind of growing up in the streaming era is perfect because that's why someone like Lil Nas X can have yeah. a hit song, which doesn't have a genre. Who, by the way, me and my father love Old Town yeah. Road. I know it's kind of a thing where some people think it's more of just a meme. Like uh -huh. we straight up love that yeah, song. Yeah. Like, it's we, a great song. It's a, I think it's a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> and it was a perfect like example of old people like at Billboard yeah. not understanding not what a genre was and exactly. being like not knowing where to put it and it's like it doesn't it's music it doesn't really exactly matter. it's really hard to classify things lately just because people are just going whatever yeah yeah I actually wrote down something that the deli wrote on you they said that your music was garage singer songwriter folk with additional nods to electronic r&b and classical piano composition so that's literally everything. And that's not even everything has, I like, heard. Diminished more. It's funny because I have one song, like literally only one that's like very folk that's out. And then so like lately more with my new releases, not so much, but everything else has stayed true mm -hmm. for me. Like mu musically, like that description, I've stayed on every single one totally. of those. So like that's so accurate. I know it is. <laughs> and it's just funny because that's like when I first was listening to you, it was the same thing. I was like, yeah, there is no genre. And that's what's cool. And that's what people like you. Um, when you are writing your music, you're writing, you're also producing as well. Yes. That's crazy. Are, do you produce by yourself? Uh, so I have, I do it all by myself. Like I do all the writing, all the instrument playing and stuff like that. When I go into a studio, like, and I have to record vocals, there's an mm -hmm. audio engineer sitting there that just basically presses start, clips it together, sends me the files and stuff. But when it comes to like, you know, when I'm at home and I'm playing the piano, I'm lining up all the stuff, I'm rearranging things i'm adding things i'm writing i i play all the instruments i do all of it myself but i don't i'm 
I want to learn how to do like handle Pro Tools and yeah. audio engineering so that I don't even have to have a person in there pushing the buttons. I can just do it and like go through yep. and like come back. I just want to be able to do it. Yeah. So, but I do, I do do it all myself. I mean, all the writing and all the yeah. instrument playing is is me. So anything you hear is is a creation of me, <laughs> I mean, which is like spectacular and and rare because you know there's even like a lot of like famous musicians now who don't do that. So I think that's amazing that you're so part of it. You're so part of your own music. Um, I do want to talk about selfish topics. Uh, we talked a little bit about you know kind of where you were making it, but um, what are some of like the main themes of the album? So the whole purpose of Selfish Topics is because I actually, when going into music, like one of my initial things that I wanted to make a purpose about it was that I constantly make music that is for other people rather than about myself, like about the world, about what I think could be better about it, about, you know, anything like, but except for me kind of thing. And if it did happen to be about me, it still had to be about other people in a way. And so then... I went through like a really rough spot, not even a rough spot. All of 2018 was a disaster for me, like the whole year. Um, it just, it might not seem that way when you're like looking on the outside, but just like personal things. It was just rough. And so I kept writing songs that were just like venting. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, are people going to think I'm like romanticizing like mental health and blah, blah, blah. And so then I was like, I can't do that. Like, you know, like it's, it's like maybe it'll seem too moody or whatever. And I felt like, I don't want to release songs like this. I felt like almost embarrassed to. And then I was like, no, like these are topics about me. I'm allowed to vent. Like literally, why do I, why should I feel like I have restrictions on what I, you know? And I know like, obviously that's not, it's not a super bold concept. A lot of people write songs about their music. A lot of songs are about venting, but just me personally, I felt so restricted by it for some reason. And so I decided to call it selfish topics because they're about all the songs on there are only about me. Like they're not about the world or anybody else it's just about the way i think but then it's still somehow turned into well a lot of people might relate to these even though i'm not writing it on behalf of them they're going to they're like you know my feelings are not exclusive to me everybody goes through rough spots and everybody has anxiety and stress and worries you know so it became almost like a conversation opener so that's what I like about it. But that's what Selfish Topics is about. Is It's about all those things in a good way because the last song on the album is called Blooming mm -hmm. and it's about growing and just trying to get better and like learning from those things and just doing everything in your power to get out of those those feelings that you have. And so I kind of, it has like a very chant-likeness to it where it's like, like the chorus is very big. There's a lot of like layers of vocals going yeah. on in there to make it sound full. And so... Yeah, that's what I kind of want the message to be, to just grow out of whatever you're in, fight to get out of those bad times. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Blooming, too, because I do think uh, it's interesting when you listen to your album as a whole, like from the start to the finish, there is like a story that not only with the lyrics and the meanings, but also with the music in general, like the sound, you know, it starts heavy. And then Blooming does kind of end to this kind of like a cliffhanger of like, okay, what's next? Um, so. I really appreciate the fact that you like listened through it and like oh, analyzed yeah. it. Like, thank you. Like that makes me of so course. happy. Thank you so much. Of course. And I love Blooming, by the way. Oh. <laughs> to me, that sounds so like, almost like classic rock-ish. I could hear it like a festival. That's like really? an outdoor song to thank me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, then let's get it there. Let's go. I know, right? <laughs> Come on. You've been doing some outdoor shows though, right? I have. I have been doing, well, I just did a festival tour. And so I, I didn't do blooming because my set was fairly short so i couldn't like squeeze it in but um you know if i get a longer set i'll definitely do that but yeah, yeah. it was just a festival tour 
Nice. It was a festival that actually sets up on the football field of uh, high schools. Yeah. So that is the coolest so thing. Cool. To, uh, right. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's the bomb. It's genius. It's it's so great. The kids like are so pumped. Like just like even if you have some of the kids that are like exhausted because it's in the morning. It's like, in the morning. It's in the, Oh, it's not. It's not late oh. in the day. Like sometimes it'll end around two. But like some of the shows started at eight. Whoa. Like. It was the morning. So you could see on some of the kids' faces. I mean, they're coming out with their backpacks. I, you know, as the day progresses, as they wake up, you know, it's like they that, go crazy. That sounds Some of them fun. were ready to go from the get-go. Like, they walked out. They're lining up. And they're like, <laughs> we're ready for the songs. Bring them. <laughs> I wish I was like that then. But for music sometimes in high school, I don't know. They Eight just, o'clock is really early. It's really... I, I was dying. Ugh. The last day... Like, doing shows at night, is it a completely different feeling? Because I've done shows every day before. It's just that doing them in the morning, it's disgusting. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. so gross. Like, it's just awful. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it was sound fun. fun. It doesn't sound fun to me at all. But it, it was fun. It's just that, like, while you're there, it's fun. And yeah. then it's almost like the aftermath. It's was awful. It's like, oh, my God, it's 11 and my day's over. <laughs> yeah, that like, is so weird. <laughs> like, I guess I'll just take a bath. Like, I yeah, guess yeah. I'm in pain. <laughs> I like, guess, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's what it, yeah, that's what it was. And it has great sponsors. Hollister was the main sponsor oh, for the cool. for the tour. Yeah. Truth is was one of the sponsors. Truth okay. is for. Uh, anti nicotine, yep. anti cigarettes, all that stuff, which like I support that. Yeah. Um, Perfect timing with like the vaping. Yeah, with exploding in people's faces. Yeah. Um, especially for the kids, that's great too. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, then they had like Guitar Center sponsored. So they wow. had a little booth where they had instruments where people could have like they could jam out and test out the instruments. It's just like, it is great. It's such that. a great thing to bring to schools. Um, High School Nation donates. A recording studio to each school that they go to. Whoa! It right? That, like they get a they get a recording studio for their for their music program. It's just like it's the best thing. Yeah, that would have been I'm my dream so, in high school. That would have been the right? best. They, everything from start to finish is just would have just I would have adored to have High School Nation come to my school when I was a teenager. Me too. Uh, yeah. Me too. Because that's a great concept. Great idea. Um, I want to talk about the song we opened with today, Seven Twenty Seven. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about? what it's about so this is like the weird selfish topic because and that's i call each song a selfish topic so sorry <laughs> about that um this is the one that's less about like a funk or a feeling or an emotion and more about just like a very specific like thing that could happen to anyone in their life i went through and still it still happens just not as much but like for the months i was making selfish topics weird occurrences what happened to me all the time i i see ladybugs like frequently in situations that like why are you in here how did you get in my shower like how did you get why i'm sitting at the dinner table at, with my grandpa and he just points up and i look up and there's this ladybug on the ceiling and it's just like all, all the time different locations i've traveled on tour and stuff like that and there's a ladybug in the the hotel room or the airbnb so that happens to me all the time and i looked it up and ladybugs are signs of ambition and good luck and things like that so it was like almost reassuring, like, okay, like I saw a ladybug, yeah. sweet, like kind of thing. And then um, I look at the time almost every day at 7.27 and people don't really, oh, they're like, oh, it's a coincidence. You you look at the time frequently and you just notice it when you look at that. Like people will try to debate it with me. And then so, so weird. Th I don't, they like find joy in like trying to shut it down, but it's, it's so I'm strange. not exaggerating. No, I'm, I, I, I believe you. Well, <laughs> it's fine. Literally, I will not be on my phone. I will be talking going about my day I or my phone will be dead something crazy I pick it up and it's 727 or I look up at the clock on the ceiling and it's seven like it it's so much 
it's and you know people have seen me do it i was with um so my friend brenna she drums for me by the way she's going to be drumming for me at my show this uh thursday, thursday. yeah so she's also in a band called she's a spy anyway so oh, my friend, no way i've played she's a spy before. you played she's a spy yeah. she's gonna be so excited when she hears this yeah, yeah. okay okay i put I, they were on like last year i think i did like a artist you should know <gasps> and i was doing like some local artists as well so yeah i played she's a spy oh my god okay we stand anyway yeah. so, <laughs> so um i was with her and we were talking for like a while it was like 7 20 like one or something like that and i was just like like six more minutes and she was like what and i was like oh i'm gonna look at 727 like it's i can't help it's just gonna happen and she was like okay and she like didn't know what i was talking about <laughs> and then the ipad was like shut off and like upside down uh-huh. and so we're talking 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 and then she was like okay we gotta start and i'm like true and so i like turned it on to like start what we were doing 727 and she went ah! like scream <laughs> she was like wait what and you were so like yeah, and i was like i, I, told, I told, you, told you like it like i don't it's it's just weird. And like, so, I mean, I see it in situations where it's now I'm noticing the number more. So a YouTube view will be like 727,000 views or like wow. things like that. But like, or okay, our, our bill for, um, we stayed in a hotel in, I don't remember where we were. Oh, in Gainesville, Florida, because I did a, this camp thing. Uh-huh. So um, the hotel bill came to 727. Uh, I got, I paid a, a mastering engineer for a bunch of songs and then basically this thing happened where he was like i don't think they're ready yet let me send you back them so he sent it back to me and then i got the refund for them and uh-huh. then the way it was like 750 for all the songs but when he sent it back he accidentally did the like um paypal fee where it like takes out a percentage and it was 727 Whoa. with that percentage and i was while i was making the songs like while i was making all these songs it just kept happening wow. like that number and so I was like, so what does it mean? And I kept Googling if that number meant something and like nothing would give me like a specific answer. So I was like, okay, so maybe I'll find out at some point. Like maybe something will happen. Maybe July 27th, like I'm going to explode. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I just wrote the song kind of in the sense of like, this keeps happening to me. Hopefully it's good luck kind of thing. And so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's really cool i'm very superstitious yeah no i it's like funny because it's not i actually didn't think that's what it was about at all <laughs> so i'm like oh that's really it's very specific and random but that's no i love it truth. i love it so much and clearly people do too because we were saying before it's it's really picking up on on streaming services yeah it's, do, it's doing well and it's actually people will text me at 727 now if they see it like that's fine brenna but she's uh-huh. why we talked about she texts me whenever she sees it she'll go time and, wow. all caps. And, you're like, and so you're like, yep, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm like, I, I girl, I'm ahead of you. Yeah. Sometimes I don't see it though. I mean, it's not every single day, but it's a lot. <laughs> but um, and then I'll, like if I see it, I'll just like post the time on my story. I'm like, again, folks, <laughs> we're here. Yeah. So. Well, it's That's a it. good song. Uh, I <laughs> want to talk you. about another one of your songs, Skepticism. Can you tell me a little bit about that song because okay. it's a, a gorgeous song. Thank you. So it's like sad boy emo hours song. I mean, I'm like a sad boy uh, adult, if that makes <laughs> sense. I'm. I'm like a sad, sad emo boy I'm as a grown a sad man. Boy adult. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like an emo boy, but I'm, I'm grown up now. Yeah, <laughs> literally me in ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we'll be having so, the same combos. It's fine. So yeah, I'll just hit you up and be like, hey. Yeah, I'm still listening to it's, sad emo music, yep. and I'm still rocking out to it, so, and it's fine. So skepticism. Let me let's retract. So I was not raised with a like a specific religion or like any of that matter. Both my parents were raised Catholic, but they just decided like they weren't going to like force me to like do some anything. And I guess because I wasn't like introduced to it, I just never like thought about it. Like 
straight up like don't yeah cons- like people like ha- who are really religious have asked me like how do you do that and i'm like you don't because if you've never heard of a certain song you're not gonna feel like yeah. you missed it you know yep. so like it doesn't it, I, I just feel like a person i don't know that's one of the lines in the song is that i just need myself my heart and what's prisoned in it sorry i'm talking all weird now because this topic's like <laughs> making me uncomfortable sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i want to talk about the uncomfortable stuff it's important I say that because I just feel like no matter what your belief is, no matter what religion you follow, like what's most important is that you follow it in a way that's good hearted and like in good spirits. You just care about other people and you care about yourself and you care about everybody being happy. And so that's why I say that line, because I just say what matters is striving to be a good person. And I know it's hard and I know not everyone's perfect. And I know sometimes we have moments where we can be rude or we can be crappy. What matters is growing from that or learning from that and having a good heart. So that's why I say that line. But what comes along with this mind process is lots of existential crisis. Like sometimes I wish I was like forced to believe a certain thing because then I feel like or maybe I don't know, because I think about it and like the way my brain works, it doesn't allow there to be no questions at all. I have so many questions about all things all the time. I was Mm -hmm. that one kid that was always going, why? Mm -hmm. And like I couldn't because I said so is not acceptable. I I need to know why. In my mind, I feel like if I follow religion of like my own thoughts, which is like I feel like there is some kind of higher being out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are like people that can watch after you. And I believe that we have to go somewhere. I just want to like, can you tell me what it is, please? Like, hello. Can I call someone up with the answers? And I hate that it's like I don't have it like in an essay that I can like read like on Vox. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hello, where are we going? Yep. So sorry if that's like really intense. But no, I, the intense topics are selfish topics and yeah, they're important to talk about. The brand. He exactly. That's, that's the brand. <laughs> and that's good. And that's good, especially because probably now, especially after the high school tour, have a, like a young fan base who probably also feel a similar way and like yeah. adults as well who feel a similar way. So it's not like a rare idea. Yeah. It's just that you put it into good words. Thanks. Uh, okay, so you just went on your tour. I want to talk about your tour okay. now. Uh, and obviously, we can get back to your music, too. But that's because you're playing a show on Thursday. I am. Woohoo! I'm excited. It's I'm in ex- here in Brooklyn. It's at Gold Sounds Bar. Gold Sounds Bar, yep. which is like down the street. Very yeah, close. Yeah, we actually checked it out before we came oh, in. Yeah? So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That area is very pretty. They have just a bunch of like little clothing vendors there. It's cool. I yeah, like yeah. it. That's where literally where I live. It's like down the street. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, lucky you, because I like that over I there. I know, right? It's, it's cool. <laughs> where do you live? So uh, we actually are permanently nomad people. So we stay with my grandpa in Staten Island. So we say this is my home base because we're here the most because we stay with my dad's side over here whenever we're not traveling a bunch. But we don't have like our own address. It's his address. Gotcha. And then we just like go around because my parents, what their job is, they don't have to be there for it. It's like they can do it anywhere. Amazing. Yeah. So we just, my parents are music people too like they don't they don't make music they just uh they started doing like concert uh bookings we're all just kind of like a squad so we all just were like let's just go and do it that's cool yeah i couldn't it's like funny because a lot of like people sell their music on like where they're from like it would be like new york based artists or like LA based. I try artists, to do that just because people demand a location. I know it's kind of weird, but <laughs> like, with yours, I've like watched. I like saw like your interviews, like read things, and it was always somewhere different. Like I was like <laughs> Florida, but no, no, now California. Yeah. So and now New York. Yeah. Well, so I was actually born in California, so okay. I haven't. I've been there once since I was like we moved away there, and it was for a show. Uh, I lived in Tampa until 2017, and that's when we started going, like, whatever, we'll just, like, go anywhere. Gotcha. But we stay, like, in New York whenever I'm not doing shows, whenever, or, like, just, like, in between stuff, we 
live here. This is like our home base. And then I actually am in Nashville a lot. Like oh, I do nice. a lot of Nashville stuff. I love Nashville. Isn't it great there? It is great. I know some people who live there that they say they don't like it. And I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's great here. <laughs> Nashville's <laughs> awesome. It's fun. It's it's so because I think I just love anywhere that I feel like everyone is always. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like those weird uh, like on the road bars. The yeah, pedals are like the, the pedal of, tavern. Yeah. Oh, don't do it again. I, I, did so- it, I had so much fun though. <laughs> yeah. But. It I'm was like shaming you for something that's like you should totally. I'm like, be. no, I've definitely loved it, but yeah, no, I they can, look fun. I it's just that there. like they're they're so some of the people they're like screaming and throwing stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it is one p.m. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that was me screaming and throwing stuff. Probably, <laughs> Oops, that's okay. No, but I mean, I I love Nashville. I, I love things that are very like everyone's just always pushing. I I like places where people like to dress nice. Like, it's not even, like, dress expensive, more of just, like, they put effort into, like, looking mm-hmm. good, because then it makes me feel like I have to do that, and then I feel more awake yeah. and, like, good about life. So, yeah, like, I like I feel being... in New York, except it's, like, yeah. I always feel ugly in New York, because someone <laughs> always dresses so much better. I'm, like, oh, man. Like, I always feel ugly always, in New York. Always, always. So I work in Soho, and it's, like, and it's, like, so, like, fashion, like, yeah. everywhere. So, I, I can go, like, be, like, oh, I feel good in what yeah. I'm wearing. And then I'll just see someone who's just, like, an actual model. And yeah. then be, like, oh, my God, what the hell? I feel like that's what's cool about here, though, because, like, you do see people where you're, like, she has it down. Like, oh, yeah. she's cute. But then, like, then you see another girl walking by. Oh, and, yeah. like, it's just, like, she just rolled out of bed. That's and true. it's, like, you know, everyone, it's, I feel like, I was just saying this on the way here, actually. I was saying how it's so, like, accepting here. There's yeah. no... Nobody, nobody in New York is clicky or pretentious. Like everyone just is themselves. Yeah, somebody's that's, dressed nice. People are real here. <laughs> yeah, they're real. Exactly. Like yeah. if if somebody's dressed nice, it's not because they're trying to prove something to anybody. It's just because that's it's how true. they dress. It's so true. Yeah. So it's true. I like it here. Yeah, and Nashville is really cool too. The thing I've heard from musicians in Nashville is that it's a very um like a supportive music scene. Yeah. Because everyone's doing most people are doing music there. It's very saturated. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean it's kinda of, you kinda of have to be supportive. It's, it's like everyone's true. a musician. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yes. But it's true though, no, you're right. It's yeah, it's people really like to collaborate and work together there. So yeah. That's great. A lot of organizations and like groups and just like movements you can follow and be a part of that will provide connections for you, provide you know, um, opportunities, things like that. So, cool. Yeah. Well, for your tour for Thursday, how can people get tickets? What's the my tour for Thursday? Your, my my I mean, day long tour. Your, no, I, your, <laughs> I'm sorry. The date's on Thursday. I knew what you meant. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm I'm sarcastic, jerk. Um, so people can get tickets on my website. It's just natalieclaro.com, and then if you want to skip a step, it's slash tickets. It'll take you right to the link, and you can just get it. Um, if you were at High School Nation. I have a discount code for you to get 50% off your ticket because you deserve it. And that's, that's all I can think of to add to that. Sweet. Um, what can we expect? I've seen videos. Your shows look insane. What can people expect uh, if they're seeing you maybe for the first time? Expect the unexpected. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I will not allow people to be bored. If you're standing there and you're not involved, I'm either like screaming at you, like get down or like, get, I literally have gone like Blondie, get down. Cause I'll like tell everybody to get down on the ground or like whatever. If I call you out and I seem vicious, I promise it's like in good spirits and it's because I care about you and I want you to participate because you paid to come. Like yeah, I know you probably, fun. I know your legs might hurt or maybe you had a long day. Uh, one time I did scream at a girl to get down and I didn't realize she was really little. Like oh. I like she's like nine. Like she's like a little girl. <laughs> this was in Dallas or Tyler, Texas. One of the it was in Tyler, Texas. And so I had a show and for whatever reason, the entire audience was very aggressive emo men. 
like a lot of them. There were there were girls there, but like there were so many guys. Like I, because uh, I have like a strong male audience, so that's cool. But um, love all people listening to my music. But there was just so many of them there, <laughs> and so um, during my song, I covered Misery Business there. Oh yeah, and just people were like jumping off the stage, like literally, it was crazy. Just like the moshing was just intense. And so I was screaming at everybody the way I scream at everyone. And so one girl was like kind of in the back, like timid. So I was like, come on, like, yeah, like whatever. And so she wouldn't move. And I was like, girl, like, what's wrong with you? Come on. Like you came out here and I'm just like confused at this point. And then I start squinting and I'm like, that's a child. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's her parents. Oh, and, so, and they're just standing there like well they were like next to her because i don't know but well, so they're not gonna be in the mosh pit yeah exactly <laughs> so after the show i came up to her and i gave her a hug and i was like hi cutie i'm so sorry for screaming at you and she was like it's okay and then the dad was like yeah she only listens to you and melanie martinez and i was like no way really and he was like yeah like you two are her favorite artists i'm like that's so cute i've probably traumatized you i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah. she didn't care though she was like enjoying it she just like was nine so she wasn't yeah, doing yeah. it but um, so I understand that if like certain circumstances, for example, if I am blind and stupid, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. if you're not getting down, that's the reason yeah. I'm still going to scream at you anyway, though, because that's a part of the experience. And like my show consists of me being as aggressive as possible. But like, you know, everyone like enjoys it. That's, yeah. what, that's what makes it fun. And um, that's what you can expect out of it. Yeah. And I promise I'm not actually scary. <laughs> no, you're that's very just sweet. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I. It's a weird contrast. I think it's because I, it's like when you're on a stage, there's like, you can do things you can't do in normal instances. Totally. So it's like, it's hard not to like abuse that power. I'm like, I can totally yell right now. Yeah. And like, that's people want that. Yeah. And I can tell someone like, okay, like for example, if they, I, if I say like, I need everybody to scream or something and they don't, instead of being like, you can do better than that. I like destroy them. Like that sucked. That was disgusting. And it's like funny. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I can do that yeah, on exactly. the stage because that's like a part of the act. Exactly. So it's fun. Yeah. No, I mean like, and it makes sense. Like a lot of the people <laughs> that you, the artists that you like or that you grew up with, that's like them too though. That's like that's a Freddie fair. Mercury or like a Lady Gaga or like, yeah. you know, when they go on stage, it's like they're them. Steven they're like Tyler. I think it was during Walk This Way on one of their tours, just gets on this like swing and like hangs off of it upside down and it just goes around the crowd. He's not strapped into anything. It's excessively dangerous and it's awesome. And that's I love awesome. it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, and then do you play, I saw the videos of like, you play like a, do you play like a drum on your tour and stuff too? Yeah. Do you play everything on the, do you, or just guitar and drum? So I used to have a big drum mm -hmm. that I would have like these mallets for. Yep. And then I, it was just, it's so, and yeah, like, it's a lot. To yeah, have. it's a lot to bring on. Yeah. Yep. And, and a, yeah, it just takes up so much space. So especially when like, you know, the stages are, can be small sometimes. So it's also just taking up space on the stage. So we and when I say we, I just mean like whoever is drumming with me um, will do like a, a the same concept of like a drum duet slash battle thing. But it'll be on the same kit now. Um, I like reworked it and I actually like it a lot better. It's That's cooler. good. So, yeah. Uh, I also read that you did, now this may have been a couple years back, I'm not sure, like a Women That Rock Festival. I did. This was, when was this? I don't know. Was this last December? Maybe. Or January. I did it. <laughs> how, how did it feel to be a part of a Women That Rock? You know, the, the whole concept is amazing. Uh, it's actually such a great, uh, it's not a program, I guess it's just a, what would you call that? Like a community. Yeah. Um, 
the woman who runs it is named Andy and she's just the best. She just constantly promotes different artists. So I just wanted to shout that out really quick of how great that is before getting into it. You had said, what is it like to be a part of it? Yeah. Like, how does it feel to be like, exactly like you said, there's a community of like women that rock, but you're showcased as one of those women that rock. I think it's, hmm. It's very like, it's, it's two separate feelings because sometimes you hate when somebody says female musician because you're just like, what? You don't hear male musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like weird sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm not one of those people that gets like overly mad about things like that because I feel like there are worse things to be mad about. But like when somebody, like one time somebody said, you're a really good female drummer. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I accepted the compliment and didn't like bug them about it. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, that's so bizarre. Yeah. So I wonder if there's like an underlying factor of like where people think that like we're separate. But when it's like the women coming together to put it together, it's us supporting each other. Yeah. And that's what makes it so cool. And so I seem hypocritical sometimes when I'll like complain to a friend about the like female drummer thing. And then I go do women that rock. And sometimes they'll even say to me like, wait, what? Like you just said, I'm like, it's different. It is I different. promise because, you know, it. you don't want to be like marginalized, but sometimes you got to like come together to like push yourself forward because there are yeah. a lot of situations where like, you're not going to get that same opportunity if you're a girl, if women that rock doesn't provide you that. It's just the truth. If like girls don't really get taken as seriously in the music industry. And I used to not know that when I was first starting off, when I was like just literally 16 mm -hmm. local, people would ask me in interviews, what's it like being a female artist? And it's like, I don't even know what it's like being an artist in general. I yeah. just started. So I would just say being an artist and I have boobs. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I didn't understand, but as you go along, there's just so it there it is sometimes hard to have to like prove yourself. I'm not necessarily ungrateful for the fact that I have to like I feel like everything happens for a reason. I feel like part of the reason I push so hard to be the wild artist I am is because I feel like I have to prove myself. But it's again like having that sense of community is really necessary just because if we don't fight to like make ourselves taken seriously then we may not ever be taken seriously it's it's frankly quite irritating like yep. i'm just i'm still overall what comes down to it we're all just still doing it still like i don't know we're still people yeah so i don't know but that, that's what i have to say on that topic. I, I mean i love it i loved your answer because i like that women that rock is great for women mm -hmm. when made by women who are supporting each other yeah but still in it's your music women... you are you rock as just you, you're yeah. a rocker, you're an, uh, but you're the, your gender doesn't, you know, define who you yeah. are, but it is great to be able to celebrate that with other women. Yeah. Like women is not a phrase to separate. It's yeah. a phrase to, to encourage, I guess. Yeah. That's so, that's why women that rock is so great in opposed to female drummer. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Big difference. <laughs> Before we go, I want to talk to you about your fans because you have a great fan base. So if I didn't mm -hmm. talk about them, I feel like people would be mad at me. So, <laughs> really? I mean, okay. I feel like you like if you just look at your social media, it's very obvious that a lot of people um, maybe it's because you ask questions and you I like to engage. With yeah, people. you yeah. engage people and they engage back. And I think that's a, a, another part of why people like you. Mm -hmm. um, what? Like, how is it connecting with fans for you? Um, I feel like I call them my children. I don't like the word fan because it doesn't seem appropriate yet for some reason. And I don't know if it'll ever feel appropriate. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it just feels like, oh, these are people that I like connect to that just like my product. I'm creating a product to provide for them and they enjoy that. And so they just appreciate me because of that. And so I just say like, oh, hey, children. Hey, kiddos. 
And I, I guess it's inspiring to feel like sometimes there are people who are younger than me that look up to me. It's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I love talking to people who have good things to say. They never have anything negative to say. It's always people who just want to like spread positivity, mm-hmm. be excited, be appreciative. So that's why, yeah, that is why I like to ask questions and I like to have conversation with people. Has anyone ever said like, obviously your songs are deep. And so because of that, they've probably connected on such a deeper level. So to you, it's probably funny because it is just like a product that you've created. Mm -hmm, Do people come up to you often and tell them stories about how your music has kind of influenced them? Um, Surprisingly, yeah, a lot. Uh, I feel like now that I think about it, it's even more than I normally am aware of. Uh, Just people saying that I motivated them to start music. I know somebody who literally started a band because they saw me, they saw me in Orlando. Um, I opened for a band called Honey, and he DM'd me after the show saying, like, my mom didn't really like respect me wanting to be a musician. She didn't have like good faith in it. And then I told her about like everything that we talked about, and like she's supportive of me now. And now he's in a band. Wow. Yeah, and that's just, like really cool to me. Like I hope that's like what being a musician, being an artist or any kind of creator is about is like inspiring people. Totally. And so if that if I can like be a small domino effect and that's all I want, you know? Yeah. That's so cool to me. What would you tell um, like younger fans, you know, maybe middle school, high school age when you started thinking about music kind of, or when your mom was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. When, what would you tell like a young high schoolers who are like back and forth with the fact of that they might not want to do a traditional nine to five job. They might want to be a musician as their full-time career. What would you tell somebody who's considering it? Be smart. Not, Everybody wants to go to college or college isn't for everyone. Um, not everyone wants to have. I didn't want to have a nine to five job. That was one of my biggest like, oh, cool. I don't have to have a nine to five if I'm doing this, this avenue. But you can't get carried away to where now you're allowing yourself to be lazy and you're having no self-discipline at all. I mean, it's so easy to go, you know, Bill Gates didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, yeah, well, Bill Gates invented like yeah. entire software. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to know that you got to push yourself to be capable. You might not be capable yet when you want those things, but you have to get there. And I know I like the practice makes perfect, but like you may never be perfect, but it doesn't matter. Like the people who work the hardest are always going to do better than the talented people who don't work. Like you just got to go and just don't allow yourself to slip up. Don't allow yourself to not have busy days. You can always be doing something to push yourself like that you just got to be smart so that's what i have to say i mean that's a great (laughs) message a great message to probably a lot of young people who maybe you'll have they'll be musicians because of you and you hope so yeah just do it whatever you want to do let's do it um well i want to thank you so much for coming in here uh we've had so much fun it was fun (laughs) (laughs) we had a good time uh the interview will be up on poprocksbk.com so you can make sure you listen it'll be on spotify itunes and all the fun all the fun stuff out there but thank you thank you so much thank you